Welcome to the Tabletop Sportcast. I'm your host, James Cast. Today is July 4th, 2023. So happy Independence Day. This is episode 122, where I'm going to do a retrospective on the first half of the year. If you want to get in touch with me, send me questions, thoughts, feedback on the podcast, send an email to tabletopsportcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to check out the latest for my tabletop, head on over to facebook.com backslash tabletopsportcast. And finally, if you would like to help support the podcast, head on over to patreon.com backslash tabletopsportcast, where $1 a month can go a long way to helping to offset costs for the podcast. Now, before we get into today's main topic, let's do a look back at the week that was on the tabletop. Okay, so for the past week, it was a mix of games. Hockey Blast uh, wrapping up the 2020-21 Rangers project. Uh, actually fell short on this one. So the original plan was to play 60 games. Um, what I had done, it, this and I covered this in past episodes as well, but one of the difficulties I ran into was started with the wrong schedule. My intent for the project was really to play the, like the Rangers in the pod, you know, where they would just face some of their Eastern Conference opponents there. And I grabbed the wrong schedule initially. And instead of going back and restarting the project, I just decided, well, let's turn this into a place where I play every team in the league twice. Uh, that would have worked out to about 30 ga- uh, 60 games. So that's what I was shooting for. Ended up getting through 44 games, and in the end, I decided, okay, I'm just going to stick with the quarter limit here and just wrap this up with two games against the Islanders. So I played back-to-back games against the Islanders, won both of them, so the Rangers beating the Islanders in the end was probably a good icing on the cake for a mediocre season. Um, I think their Western Conference foes were just a little stronger than they probably would have faced in the East, so... Uh, they finished just above like 500 in a sense. Face to the mat wrapped up the season two of the Wrestling America Federation. Uh, I've done pretty well with this in growing the Fed. Uh, the, the, the approach that I was using here was my hot box and my celebrities were always free agent wrestlers. So anytime I called on a hot box uh, appearance or a celebrity appearance and those appearances led to grudge matches or grudge changes or TV rating changes or allies or whatever it was, if it meant that they were now part of the storyline, they got brought into the Fed. So I started season one with 20 wrestlers. I purged a few in between the two seasons with the whole Commissioner's Edict deck, but I've now reached a point where I'm I think I'm up around 75 plus wrestlers after just two seasons. So it has grown very quickly. I've made it through most of the 80s set. I started with the 70s set, going through the 80s set. For the women's division, I'm into the 90s set because there's fewer of them to choose from. Uh, And I'll start moving into the 90s set for the men's division pretty soon as well. So I got to start making some decisions about like, what am I going to do? 
but I feel pretty good that season three or season four are going to be the place where I've made it through everything. And then I'll need to start having the hot box and the celebrities be more from the current set. And I might even do that in season three is start to make the hot box current wrestlers, the celebrities be uh, free agent wrestlers. So that'll reduce the number of uh, contracts in a sense that I sign. But made it through season two, finished that up. Um, my current champions, uh, the tag team champs are the Armed Forces, the Hardcore Champ, and the Armed Forces is Chief Wahoo and Sergeant Slash. Uh, hardcore Champion is Lobster Man, and the Women's Champ is Charlene Watt. And then my TV Championship, which is the top title, is Quang Choi. So those are my current champs in that division or in that fed. Uh, kicked off the Legends of Boxing career campaign. My new boxer is Noah, the uppercut mauler Collins. Uh, did the creation for him and then ran his first fight, which worked out beautifully because it was a bunch of uppercuts. He floored his opponent, opponent in the first segment of his first fight with an uppercut. So lived up to his title right there, his nickname. Uh, got a first-round TKO over his opponent in fight number one, and so he's off and running and already got a bump in his durability. So off to a good start there. Uh, kicked off a little summer blitz for Superstar Pro Wrestling, so another new game making it to the table. Uh, ran my first card, the TV championship there, Ultimate Warrior defeating Hulk Hogan. So I'm going to run basically just four matches per card uh one tag team one grudge type specialty match uh the championship match and then just a regular singles match just to get some wrestlers in there i've got about <clears throat> i think i'm using about like 12 wrestlers total i've got three tag teams um so I'll, you know i'll be posting those results a little bit too and of course history maker baseball uh and history maker golf uh right now pretty consistently on. I just kicked off a new series in the 77 Yankees replay. They are now have hosting Cleveland on 4th of July weekend, uh, appropriately. Uh, they beat the Indians in the first game, 6-1. to one. And then for History Maker Golf, we are continuing with the 2023 play tour. Uh, last week was the Champions course. I posted a total round of seven under, uh, so pretty decent. I, I could have been better, but round two was not good. It was my first over par round so far in the uh, in the tour. I uh, had shot a 64 in round one, so I felt like I was in really good shape, and then had a 73 in round two. Uh, round one featured a couple of eagles uh, on two and 13, so I was feeling pretty good after that, but... Wheels came off uh, in round two. So seven under, probably decent, uh, still under par, so I'll take it, but um, not not where I was hoping to be. So, uh, and that's it. That's the recap on the past week. Oh, wait, one more. Home Run Derby, uh, History Maker Baseball Home Run Derby. This is a little mini game that was created. Um, I think Brian Rising, Rising was the uh, creator of this, and it was offered for free through Play Games a few years ago. So I did the 2003 MLB Home Run Derby. I didn't do the exact participants, but I picked the top uh, 10 home run hitters for that year and ran through a little tournament uh, and had Albert Pujols uh, defeat Jim Tomei in the finals 14-8. to 
All right, that's the week's recap. Let's uh, let's talk more about the first half of the year and do a little retrospective on the first half of 2023. All right, let's start with a little um, number countdown here. Here's some of the marks for the first half of the year. Uh, first, games played. I've gotten 50 games. 5-0, 50 games to the table so far this year. Uh, off to a really good start there. I think when I started the year, I thought my target would be somewhere around 60. It's going to be a little higher than that. I have added a few games to my collection uh, this year. and so, But feeling pretty good overall with the uh, total. Of that, 17 of those have been new games. So I've added 17 new games and now when i say new games uh, i will say that that's a mix of both new and kind of um first time in a long time uh when i say new so included in that are games that like i started my gaming log back in september of 2020 <clears throat> so some of the games that have made it to the table this year are games that I had in my collection that haven't been played since September of 2020. So almost three years for some of them, or at least a good solid two years. Uh, but let's see. Uh, so new games this year, I will kind of run through the list to you. I'm not going to run through the whole list, but uh, I will say some of the brand new games include uh, Pocket Pennant Run, brand new game, uh, Roller Rumble, brand new game, um, Red, White, and Blue Turbo. Even though I had it in my collection, I had never played it. So that was a new game this year. Uh, off the Board Horse Racing. You know, we had Eric on the show a couple episodes ago. Uh, off the Board was the first time for me this year. Small Ball, another game by Matt McKeever. Uh, really enjoy that one. Uh, so that made it to the table this year. Uh, Season Ticket Baseball, first time I've ever played that. Uh, scorecards, brand new game from uh, Play and uh, Mike Fitzgerald. And Twisted Fate, just picked that up recently from Play now. So those are some of the new games that I've played this year. And then most of the other ones are kind of like uh, repeat games that I've had in my collection, just haven't played in a long, long time. So 50 games to the table, 17 of them newish. Uh, new or first time in a long time. Overall this year, 324 gaming sessions in just over six months. So I'm doing, I'm averaging a little more than 50 sessions per month, uh, which is faster paced than I thought I was going to be able to maintain this year. Uh, I was trying to back off a little bit. Um, and, you know, it's not too far off, but I think... For the year, I was planning on getting somewhere around, I don't even know, but uh, probably 480, I think, was my goal, was to get somewhere around 480, so more than halfway there, uh, for sure. Now, what have been the games that I've been playing the most this year? Uh, here's my top three. Uh, it starts with number one at History Maker Baseball. I've been running through that 77 Yankees project. History Maker Baseball have had 79 sessions so far this year. So, uh, and that's between, you know, that and I think a couple of one-off games with History Maker Baseball as well. So, 
79 sessions for that. And then number two is Hockey Blasts, uh, which I just finished the quarterly project on. So Hockey Blast 28 sessions. So you can hear the huge drop off there. And then Highlight Maker Hoops is number three. Uh, and that came in at 25 sessions. Now, no surprise, what you heard there was my always on project and my two quarterly projects. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. But those are my top three games for 2023. Projects completed. So here's the list of projects that I've been able to complete. And for projects, it was some of them are small, but these aren't going to be my showcases. This is going to be something that either was like uh, co-op. Uh, one of the projects I wrapped up per month or quarterly or, you know, that kind of stuff. So projects completed so far this year. Hoops Madness using history, uh, Highlight Maker Hoops by Play Games. Um, that was the one where I ran through the five, I think it was five. Yeah, five different seasons uh, in a single elimination tournament of the you know NBA seasons. Uh, co-op 2023 play invitational. So very small project, but that was a good one to kick off the year. The 2023 scram series, uh, helped, you know, I ran that co-op and that was great where we got about 30, you know, roughly 30 races in 30 days. Wrestling America Federation completed season one at the beginning of the year and just finished up season two. So two projects there. Uh, my all-time great duels using History Maker Golf, uh, though that wrapped up earlier this year. The Fictional College Bowl Series, another smaller project, but that was a lot of fun playing with Second Season Express um, and a new set that was offered at, during the holiday sale for play games. My Castaway Boxing Association using Legends of Boxing. This is the one where I do the historical fights and just have like a current champ in every weight class and just constantly have challenges coming up for different weight classes. So finished year two of that boxing association. And then finally, the 2023 Dice United Cup, uh, where I created just nine fictional teams and ran through a little mini tournament. So those are the projects. Uh, you can hear a good mix of like some smaller ones, some larger ones. And uh, and, and I think that's going to be a theme for later in the show, too, of like things that are will make you successful. Then there's the showcases. And this year I'm not counting the showcase as a project, but I am using it as a way to get some games that I feel like I want to play, but I don't want to like overcommit to a bigger project. So these are really like kind of like micro projects and I'm not going to really count them in my project lists for the year, but. Uh, at the same time, I think this is a good approach to help you get games on the table and, you know, have for the right appetite for it. So here's the showcases I've been able to complete this year. Uh, I'd completed the average Joe's movie tournament using the dodgeball game, Heroes and Heels Dodgeball from Play. Uh, did the a little uh, mini project with the 1982 Edmonton Eskimos, and this was using Cold Snap Express. Uh, played about uh, I think I ended up playing like four games, five games. Um, didn't make it to the playoffs, so really ruined their finish to their season. Uh, with Bolarama, I did a bar league, and you know, bar being Bolarama. So, but the bar league was a family event kind of a thing. It was husband and wife teams, uh, fictional teams, where I just kind of ran through and you know, 
did kind of a king of the mountain thing for a few weeks. Uh, so that completed. Uh, with the squared circle, I did the Randy Savage at WrestleMania kind of showcase uh, and had, you know, Randy take part in three of his main WrestleMania matches in the 80s uh, from WrestleMania's two, three, and four, I believe. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And then recently just completed the 1986 World Series replay with season ticket baseball, uh, where the Red Sox swept the Mets in four games. All right, so that's kind of the rundown on what's gone on in the first half of the year. So you can hear a good mix of stuff, but let's kind of like really get into the retrospective now. And we'll start with three things that are, you know, in the category, like there's always three questions you should ask yourself in a retrospective. I think we've talked about this before, but uh, we're going to say what's working, what's not working, and then what can I do better? So that's really what we want to look at here is, and it kind of helps you do that retrospective of look back and also look ahead. And that's really what's important when you get to like a retrospective to start thinking about changing things up a little bit. So let's start with what's working uh, for me, three main ideas here, and I'm going to have three ideas for each one of these questions. First, what is working? Well, getting games to the table, first and foremost, uh, I've been shocked at how many games I've been able to get to the table. And it helps like that I have in my game log, I have a little bit of a tracker. I have a data tab where I just do some quick formulas. And anytime I'm going to my closet and being like, okay, I've got some, I don't have anything scheduled right now. Got a little extra free time, want to get, grab a game. One of the things I can do is I can quickly go and see like, okay, what games haven't I played yet this year? So it's enabled me to not just have to worry about like fitting every single thing into a schedule. I've been able to move some things up and it's freed up some time in the second half of my schedule because some of these games that I've been able to just say, hmm, yeah, let me get that to the table. I have done so knowing that I didn't really have a project plan for it. Like, for instance, I'll bring up a couple games. Uh, Grid Zone. Grid Zone's a game that I've, I've often gone to the closet and been like, oh, man, I should grab Grid Zone right now. But I also know, like, that's going to be one of my quarterly projects coming up soon. And it's, you know, it, it would mean cutting into that a little bit. So I almost have kept it on the shelf a little bit because I know, like, I've got some time dedicated to play that later this year. So instead, I'll go and I'll grab a game like Regatta. Like Regatta was a game that I had planned to play later in the year. But then I said, hmm, let me grab that because I could get that set up, get going, and probably within 15 to 30 minutes be finished with a race. And sure enough, I was. So it enabled me to like make some key choices there about what games I wanted to bring to the table. So just having that chart, knowing which ones are out there that I need to still play to kind of meet that goal of playing every single game in my collection has been really helpful. And it's also helped me when I get a new game to just say, let me get make sure I get this on the table quickly so that I can just keep adding to that total. So first thing that's working, getting games to the table. The second thing that's working is making baseball my always on game. Uh, you heard it in the numbers. I've played that as much as just about anything. Uh, 79 sessions. It's almost one out of every four sessions that I complete this year have been 
for history maker baseball. And that's the way I want it to be, right? Like that's the game that is number one in my collection. I want to have it on the table as often as I can. And there's been actually times where I'm like, man, I can't believe I'm not playing that more often at this point. Um, But pretty much every week I get to play like a series with the 77 Yankees. I actually thought that I was going to be further along in that project than I am right now. Like I thought I would probably get like five or six games in per week as, as opposed to three or four games. So as it stands, you know, even though I started in like January, I'm only now just kicking off July in July. So I'm actually starting to fall a little bit behind, right? Like the dates are going to, I'm probably going to finish the real month of July still being in July in my schedule. Um, So it might be the only baseball project that I do this year to some degree. And I was hoping to maybe get two or three baseball projects done this year. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm getting it played. I'm enjoying like, you know, managing this team a little bit. And even though I'm playing more like just as as played schedule, um, it's just been a fun project. So it's and it's keeping this game on the table for me. So that's working really well where baseball becomes my always on game. And it's allowed me to still work in other baseball projects around it, um, playing things like Pocket Pennant Run and Season Ticket Baseball, uh, even played some Superstar Baseball a little bit and, you know, just mixing some things in. I've also got like, you know, History Maker Baseball Express. So I've been mixing some other things in while I keep History Maker Baseball as my primary game on the table. And then the third thing that I would say is really working this year is the quarterly projects. Um, again, you heard like the the other two in my top three games for this year have been ones that were dedicated to quarterly projects. And now about I just kicked off the third quarterly project, which is the Legends of Boxing career campaign. It's really allowed me to say, you know, this is a game I'm really this is a project I really want to dive into. And I've manipulated the schedule a little bit to make sure that I could kind of, you know, get these things taken care of in a timely manner. Uh, For instance, I think the spring was supposed to be originally like Q2 was going to be the Legends of Boxing career campaign. But I really wanted to wrap up that hockey project. I had been it had been sitting around for a while. I mean, I was playing the 2020-21 season with the Rangers. So you can get an idea about like, yeah, that's probably been sitting for a couple of years there. I wanted to get it wrapped up. So I shifted that around. Uh, I think it was originally going to be in Q4 and I moved it up to Q2 uh, and then shifted everything back a little bit. And I was also knee deep in the my other boxing league. So to have two boxing projects going on at the same time seemed a little bit much. So this also allowed me to wrap up the historical uh, boxing with Legends of Boxing and then be able to kick off this career campaign so that I'm still playing Legends of Boxing. Uh, I'm just playing it with the career campaign instead. So those quarterly projects have really been helpful to give me that really focused project that I'm that I'm going with. And in addition to the baseball, it basically gives me something every week. I'm like, yes, I'm getting this project done. Uh, a lot of my other ones, I just play it a little bit here and there um, and don't have quite the focus that I do with these. So uh, I think when I get to my larger projects, 
and I would say medium or large is a good size for a quarterly project. That's that's the way to do it, as opposed to scheduling those for like one of the ones that's going to finish up each month, uh, because I just can't put the same time and effort into those, uh, you know, the ones that I do as my monthly projects. And and I call them monthly projects, but they don't take me a month. They t usually take me upwards of a year. I just kind of chip away at it over the course of a year. And then finally, kind of, you know, as it gets close to its finishing month, I just start to ramp up the amount of time that I spend on it. So the quarterly projects have worked really well in terms of allowing me to focus in on a project uh, for a short amount of time. So what's not working? Uh, there was a couple of things that I signed up for this year, uh, and I probably would put these under the category of you signed up for too much. Uh, the first one is historical replays. Now, in most cases, these are one-off events, but they take a little bit of planning as well. And I think the planning part is the part that's falling short. Uh, these aren't things that I had readily available. For instance, uh, last month, uh, and you know what, I'm going to add one thing before I go into the example. The other problem with it is I was using these historical replays to get uh, infrequently played games to the table. And I think that was another part of the mistake here. So as I look at like the historical replays, let's let's take a look at what I had scheduled so far this year. Um, in January, the goal was let's play a, roller rum uh, a Royal Rumble. I did the first ever Royal Rumble using the squared circle. That worked out fine. Uh, I did the presidential golf event in February where I used the president set for History Maker Golf. That went fine. Then I started to run into some of the issues. Um, in March, the goal was the March Madness. I wanted to replay the 1983 NC State versus Houston final. Well, my goal was to use the game March Madness to play that out. I was going to play out the entire 83 tournament. And I eventually started to do that, but it required me to... Um, kind of go through and recreate the the team ratings and everything. So I had to do a lot of planning. I did finally run through that and had NC State fall short there. So I never actually played the final game. Um, I meant to play it with highlight maker hoops because I did have the two teams, but I never got around to doing that either. So it kind of fell short that I never actually played the finals, but I did try to see how far NC State could get in the tournament, and they didn't get very far. So uh, that one was the first time I realized I had to do a lot of planning to get these off the table. Uh, the next one was the Roger Bannister four-minute mile. Then this was a game that I had created. I had planned to do some additional um, updates to this game, the milers that I had created, but I never dedicated the time to getting that game updated. So I did run a race, but I think it fell short of my expectations. I want to do more with that game. So I kind of left that as incomplete. Uh, in May, I was able to do the history makers who served baseball game. Uh, again, set was ready made, got history maker baseball out, played that game. That wasn't a problem. 
And then in June, I was supposed to bring out Status Pro Basketball and play the 1993 Game 7 uh, between the Chicago Bulls and the New York Knicks. But to do that, I had to create the card sets first, and I did not sit down and create the cards for the teams. Um, so what's working, what's not working there? What's not working is when I'm trying to do the historical replay and I don't already have the ready-made cards for the game. Now, 2003 Home Run Derby was one of the next ones. I got that done this month. Uh, next month, I've got card sets, the one after that. So I think in the second half of the year, I've got a better chance to get some of these historical replays completed because I actually have some of the cards ready to go. And I think that's a part of the key. So I probably have to dedicate some time to making sure I've got these things on the ready when it comes time to doing these historical uh, replays. The second thing that's not really working is the blitzes. So my goal was to have some games that I would just play a couple times one month, and that would kind of be the appetite for the game. And initially, again, it was going fairly well. Uh, I started the year with Global Gladiator Games, a little free game from Play Games, and had a lot of fun playing it. I played it a couple times that one month in January, and it was perfect. It, it was enough to get a feel for the game. It actually inspired me to kind of do some game creation around it. Um, might even try to create a couple games using a similar format to that. But that was fun. I enjoyed playing that at first. Uh, then I brought Roller Rumble, and I tried a different approach to Roller Rumble. Um, and that was, uh, you know, I enjoyed that, too. Uh, then I got to March and was working with 1890s Fight Club. And I think that was the first time I started to feel like, hmm, maybe I've signed up for some games that I don't really want to play several times over the course of a single month. And all of a sudden now, April, May, June, you know, um, started to struggle a little bit more with getting some of these to the table. So, and I think the biggest problem has been scheduling. I just don't have the time to do everything I'm signing myself up for. And I think the Blitzes was just pushing it a little too far. Well, I'm trying to get back on track with it. Um, you know, I've started this uh, Superstar Pro Wrestling mini project. So I'm going to try to get it in here, but here's a couple of things that I ran into with the blitzes. One is I was using it to get some games to the table that I don't typically play a lot. And that was because some of those games were not ones that I wanted to play a lot. I probably should have just left some games as single plays. And I think I tried to do too much with these blitzes. I think if these blitzes were games that I enjoy playing, and maybe just schedule like a way to get them in here. I, I think that's a better approach to these blitzes uh, is another opportunity to just quickly get a game that I enjoy and do something fast as opposed to signing up for these like big projects. I think that would be a better approach for these blitzes than signing up to play games like, you know, uh, 1890s Fight Club, uh, which is great for just a one quick like take it out, play it, put it back on the shelf. I don't think it needs like even a mini project at this level. Um, had the same thing with some other games like, uh, you know, and I won't go into all of them, but like, um, you know, Superstar Baseball. I just don't know if that's a game that I want to 
pull out and play like, you know, a few games with. Um, so, yeah, there's some, you know, and then some of the non-sport games, like I was trying to sign up to have those be part of the blitzes. I think the blitzes would work better if I just stick with games that I enjoy playing, but just want to figure out how to get something simple to the table in a short amount of time. So that's probably one thing I need to do differently there. And then lastly, even though I've gotten 50 games to the table, getting some games to the table has been a chore. I have really struggled with some of the games in my library, and I just know like I've I've pulled them out, but I'm dreading looking at them. And they've had to go back on the shelf. Uh, so, so far this year, like the one that stands out mostly is Stratomatic Hockey. I tried several times to get that onto the table, but it's just so cumbersome that I just haven't been able to get myself. Like, I'm like, if I'm going to play hockey, why am I not playing Hockey Blast or even like Stone Cold Hockey? Like, it's pretty far down the list on, on the games that I'm looking to play. Um and even looking ahead, like I've got status pro football scheduled later in the year. And I just I'm looking at it like, well, why am I going to do that to myself? Like, I don't even think I want to try playing that game. But it's in the collection. I had to figure out some way of doing it. But some of these games have really been a chore to kind of get them. And I'm realizing that's why they've been on the shelf for so long is that that's these aren't games that I enjoy playing as much anymore. And I probably shouldn't even have them in my collection at this point. Um, so we'll see, we'll see if those become kind of sticking points on getting every game to the table. Um, but yes, for some games, it's been a struggle and it probably is a good indication of what I should be doing with those games. And, you know, you don't have to like every single game, uh, and you don't have to keep every game that you have in your collection for all time. I think that's going to be some of my realizations as I get through this year is this has been a good barometer in a sense to say, is this a game worth keeping? Yes or no. So what can I do better? Well, here's three things that I'm going to try to attempt in the second half of the year. First, I want to allow more flexibility in my scheduling. I've been very, really rigid in the scheduling. I got to build in some more buffers to allow some different activities to take place. I, you know, I think backing off of some of these things, maybe I do a showcase or a blitz, or maybe I just do showcases and elevate the blitzes for the ones that make sense uh, and get rid of the other ones and just free up some more time in the schedule. Uh, but I definitely need to get more flexibility in the scheduling so that I can, you know, put the things on the table that I want to be playing instead of just the things that I feel like I've scheduled because it has to get done. The second thing is I've got to learn how to make steady progress on my second half projects. Uh, as I talked about last week, like one of the things I'll start to do now is start to set up the projects that I'm planning on delivering the first half of the year. But I still struggle with getting those second half of the year projects enough time in the first half of the year. And that's part of the way I need to get some more flexibility too. So I might need to just kind of change the approach there a little bit as well. And some of that is also goes into like the third bullet point, which is I need to make sure that sizing is included in planning. Um, 
I will tell you, like, here's what I have planned for the second half of the year right now. And the plan has to change because this is not going to work out the right way. Uh, but for my monthly projects, I have still like have to get this Barry Sanders 1994 project done. I need to get this 1986 AFL NFL Rumble done. I have my 1980s grades for red, white, and blue racing. I've got the History Maker Baseball Express 1969 League 3 where I'm playing the entire league. A lot of season-like projects here, and I should have scheduled in some more small projects in here, some more tournaments, some more, you know, um, you know, smaller, easier-to-manage projects would have been a better approach to helping me get the second half of the year done. And instead, what I did is I put a lot of medium and large projects in this bucket, and I think it just was too much. Um, just put too much weight on my shoulders in a sense for the second half of the year. So some of those are going to get pushed out and some of them are, I don't think I'm going to cancel any of those projects, but I'm certainly going to shift away from some of them and just push some of them to next year and maybe sprinkle in some newer projects that are quicker to deliver. So those are the three things that I can do better. Um, so that's really my retrospective here. You heard a little bit like, again, checking in on some key metrics, like how am I doing? Um, how am I doing with project completions? And then really focus in on those three main questions. What's working? What's not working? And what can I do better? So covered a couple of ideas for each of those. And that's really how you run a retrospective. Uh, so that's what I'm doing as far as my planning goes. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about what's coming up, you know, for the podcast in just a minute. All right. So we covered the gaming on the tabletop uh, and did a little retrospective there. As far as content creation goes, uh, I just wanted to touch real quickly on a couple of things. Uh, so first, uh, was been happy so far with the YouTube. Uh, I had the nice series uh, that I posted on using ChatGPT, and that's gotten some nice hits on YouTube. So if you haven't had a chance to check those out, um, certainly go for that. Uh, I'm also using it to kind of showcase some of the game design that I'm doing. And, you know, first and foremost, the Fury Stakes uh, posted kind of playthrough of that. Uh, hoping to get some more updates there. And I also want to show off a couple of other things that I'm starting to work on from a gaming design standpoint as well. So YouTube... Uh, plan on continuing to make that a little bit more of a focus. I might even include a couple playthroughs of some other games um, as I go through that. Although I don't think it'll ever be full game playthroughs. I think I want to work through like scenario playthroughs or something. So more to come on that front. The segue for that is the other content area that I'm going to really focus in on is game design. I want to build in some more time into my schedule to work on a couple of ideas that I have for some games. Uh, so I'm going to work on some of those and that's going to be kind of a focus for the second half of the year as well is to try to focus in, you know, do a little bit more game design work, starting with the Fury Stakes. We want to get that to a place where I feel really good with it. Um, and I'll just keep making these available for now as, as like games. Uh, to let people kind of play test and, you know, 
have some fun with because I think they're, you know, the idea will be I'll put it out there once I feel like it's playable, uh, even if it's not perfected. I don't know if it'll, any of these will ever be perfected, but uh, just to see some ideas that I'm kicking around. And then, you know, of course, with the podcast, uh, you know, a lot of stuff coming up in the second half of the year, starting to plan interviews for the, you know, Q3. I'm going to probably do one of those in the next week or two and uh, really trying to understand, you know, as I go through like the playlists, figure out the things that are really hitting home for the audience and coming up on our next anniversary show in August. So in August, we'll be getting to our next my next anniversary show. Um, I guess that'll be the end of season three, believe it or not. So um, what am I hoping to do there? Well, well, I will, it probably won't be the end of season three as I think about it. Uh, that'll probably be the end of this year, but third anniversary show. So yeah, I think I'm, I'm thinking about some ideas for changing up the format a little bit, for, but for the most part, I think, it's starting to settle in on like the tried and true approach here. So going to continue with the interviews, going to continue with some top 10 lists or top five lists or whatever kind of lists. Um, and, you know, giving you an inside look at some of the games that I'm doing, but um, more of the same. So if you got ideas, please send them my way. Um, love to hear them. And, you know, and then we'll go from there. So, uh, but podcast is, coming along and for the most part uh episode a week i think missed one a couple weeks ago and that'll happen from time to time but overall it'll probably be a weekly thing of just getting these podcasts out so yeah that's those are the three main areas for the content creation for me is youtube podcast and game you know game design so i'm gonna look for those three as well as like you know uh, if you've caught it, I got another article out there for the Sports Sim magazine that St. Patrick uh, runs. And uh, if you haven't had a chance, go check out his latest issue um, where I've, I did an article on using ChatGPT. So um, that's another place where I've got that outlet for content creation. So I'll continue to, you know, help support St. and his efforts uh, by posting articles when he publishes an issue on a quarterly basis. All right, uh, let's come back and wrap up this episode. All right, that's a wrap on this week's episode where I took a look back at the first half of 2023, just to give you an update on how it's been going on my tabletop and also to take you through a retrospective and i'll do that probably quarterly or certainly at least at the halfway point and the end of the year each year just to continually refresh like what it feels like to to run through a retrospective uh, a couple of other quick notes um i just took part in a kickstarter for book it which is a wrestling uh, card game. Uh, Steve Tower features this a lot on his channel, or not a lot, but does feature it on his channel from time to time. Uh, so if you want to get a look at the game, uh, check out uh, After Further Review with Steve Tower. And uh, head on over to Kickstarter and check out the campaign that's currently going on for Book It. Um, 
the play games, the play space. Uh, last week they did, or maybe it was even, yeah, last week they did the V8 Exterminator uh, Demo Derby, and I was able to take part in that by creating uh, a card for my driver. Uh, ended up finishing sixth there, so that was a that was a fun event. So you should definitely go check that one out. And lastly, uh, let's talk about next week's episode. So next week, I'm going to take an inside look at History Maker Golf. Uh, fastly becoming one of my all-time favorite games. So we're going to do a nice dive into History Maker Golf by Play Games next week. Until then, thanks for listening. <laughs>